Hello, hello, and welcome to Good for Your Soul, presented by Empowerment Ministry. We are so thankful that you're here today. You know what? The Bible doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be confusing, and it's not irrelevant. We welcome you today because each and every week on Good for Your Soul, we bring you weekly conversations, helping you to understand and apply God's word to your life in today's culture. I am Raquel, and joining me today is Tanya. Good Tanya. evening. She's a strong and silent type. Tanya, how are you feeling today? I am feeling all right. I'm a little tired today, but you know what? I'm all right. I'm all right. Grateful to be alive today and to be on this, this program today. Amen. Yes. So glad that you are joining us today for our weekly conversation. Today, we are talking about Jesus, the liberator, but our conversation is concerning healing is social and political. Healing is social and political. Watch out yes. now. Yes, right? Very shortly, we're going into our conversation from Luke chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. Luke chapter 28, verses 36 through 26, excuse 26. me, 26 through 39. Tonight, we're going to talk about Jesus is the liberator. And we all, our conversation is based on healing is social and political. Healing is social and political. Luke chapter 8 says this, and then they arrived at the country of Gennesarenes, which is opposite of Galilee. And as he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him for a long time. He had worn no clothes and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for many times it had seized him. And he has kept under he was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. And Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to and they begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there was on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. And then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. And when the swine herds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then the people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to see Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by the demons had been healed. And when all the people of the surrounding country of the Gennesarenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. 
So he got into the boat and returned. And the man whom the demons had gone begged that he might go with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, today's gospel offers a vivid image of a man separated from society. He was naked, bound in chains and shackles. He lived in the cemetery. It is not, however, a description of the man's physical life and environment. If that were all, then, you know, some clothes, some medication, and a pair of bolt cutters would have fixed his life. You and I know that the real challenges of life are not easily fixed. The real challenges of life are more often spiritual rather than physical. The tombs, the chains, the demons, the nakedness are descriptive of the man's interior life. What he was, what he was, what was happening, not outwardly, but inwardly. And they point to a life separated from God, from others, and from self. They reveal a soul in need of healing, in need of a new life, and not just a new environment. So the question is today, we do not know how this man was left exposed and vulnerable, how he had lived without clothing for such a long time. We don't know how the demons haunted to possess his life. We cannot tell the story of his life, but his story is our story. And we can tell the stories of our lives. We can, we can tell about our own nakedness, our own exposure, our own vulnerabilities. And we could describe the own prisons of our life. We can feel that the heaviness and weight of the chains and shackles in our life. We can remember times when we lived outside the security of the city of our families, our friends, our relationships, and God. And we could describe a time when we were just not ourselves, where our lives became possessed by another person, an event, and a thing. And tonight, we are going to talk about this man's healing not only affected him, but the, the region of the Gennazarenes and how healing is both social and political. Pastor Tanya, do you, can you describe a time in your life when you just had to pause for a moment and say, you know, uh, <laughs> um, there are some chains that need to be broken off my life. Did you ever feel like you just wanted to, to run away from life? I, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, when um, when life, you know, comes at you fast, and there's so many things that I'm trying, I'm trying to do, um, in ministry, you know, pulled in in so many different directions. Sometimes um, I lose focus on the main thing, which is Jesus Christ. And I, I become um, bogged down, so to speak, by all the things that I'm doing and not taking that time to really um, 
to commune, to fellowship with with Jesus like I normally do. Sometimes, you know, with work and, and everything. And so when I feel like I'm losing that connection because I haven't studied like I should, right? Keeping connected to Jesus daily is so important. And when you don't, sometimes you can, you know, I feel that way if I don't, don't stay connected to the source. Right. And, you know, when we don't stay, con- you know, when we're talking in terms of our relationship with Christ, when we don't allow the peace of God to keep our hearts and our minds stayed on him, then the opposite of peace is fear, right? And then when fear plagues us, it it be- it causes us to be fragmented. It, it causes us to you know, instead of living living into the, the victory of Jesus Christ and be liberated by the power of God, then we are shackled by whatever plagues us, you know, whether it's an, an addiction, whether it's um, people, uh, let's, let's just do racism, hatred, bullying, pornography, uh, political affiliations, whatever it is, uh, you know, spouses, children, whatever it is, if we don't allow God's peace, then fear has to shackle us. It has to chain us. It has to, to bind us in um, some respect. And, and you know, the, the tendency of breaking loose from those things we, we know is, is, is difficult. Yes, indeed. I mean, everything that everything that you said, we it's really imperative that we stay connected and continue to build on on our relationship with Christ. Because when those times in life come, and they're coming, it's not a matter of if; it's when. So we're prepared in in some aspects to know. And realize that we we can't handle this on our own. We need God's help to get us through this whole racism, right? It's been around forever. And how how do you get over, not even get over, how do you move through a system that is was never set up for you? Right. Um, We look to Christ. We look to Christ to to keep us, um, to give us the boldness to to continue to move forward and navigate through this to help bring down these chains of the system to make this world a better place for for black and brown people to live in and not have to... um, deal with what we're dealing with and what we have been dealing with um, racism. You look at the text and talking in terms of those things that bind us, racism, food insecurities, disparities, health disparities, uh, marginalization on all fronts, right? When we look at verse 27 and 28, it says, that he, when 
As Jesus stepped out on the land, the man met him who had the demons. And it says for a long time, he had worn no clothes and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. And then it says in verse 28, when Jesus saw him, he fell down before him and shouted, what must you have to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high? I beg you not to torment me. And Jesus didn't torment him. What did he do in verse 29? He saw the condition of the man. He knew that he has been identified as legion. That's not the man anymore. His interior life, his, his internal life is a reflection of what's happening physically. The, the nakedness, the, the chains, the homelessness is just a reflection of what the internalization, the imprisonment of what is happening inside of this man. And if we do it in terms of talking about um, healing is uh, both social and political, the, the social status of this man kept him from being um, in, in community and having relationship was up with others because of his physical condition, which resulted from what was happening internally. Just take it for instance, we have so many of our black men that are imprisoned, right? When they, they have this status, this, this stigma, that when they come out of prison, right, that, you know, you, you can't give them a job because they've been in prison. It's always the association you can't do for him because he's been in prison. And that is just a result of, of course, you've been incarcerated for some time. Guess what? Your your mental state changes. I'm sure that for some, they they went in scrawny and they came out really buff. You know, their their physical condition changes, but still their their there's there's their social status in in society, even though they are not physically imprisoned, they are emotionally imprisoned. So it is both social and political in that aspect. Talk to us, Pastor Tanya. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I thought about you know reading the scripture, and you know this man became went from being demonic to a disciple to a missionary. Really, yeah, he went back into a city and told others about Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The fear that many have, because um, you know a lot of a lot of this is 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 fear driven, mm-hmm. is that the the person that they are trying to hold down because of whatever condition it is, alcoholism, drug abuse, right? That when they become free. Mm-hmm. You can no longer control them, right? When they become free from whatever it is, they can no longer be controlled by the entities that were using them for their benefit. Mm -hmm. People become afraid because, and I'm laughing because we don't want done to us what we do to other people. Mm. Right? That's the sermon right there. 
We don't want done to us what we do to other people. When people are down and we have control and we have them do and say things to benefit us, and when they become free, then the fear becomes, how are they going to use that against me? Because I know what I did to them. Right? Mm-hmm. That's all I had to say. You know, in, in, in all of this, we have to remember that when Jesus steps out, he comes to us as one with inner clarity, focus, knowing, and understanding. He is the presence of unity, wholeness, and integration. He is the image of who we are and who we can become. Yeah. And that's why we can, that's why we seek to continue and follow Jesus as our teacher and God and savior. He is and has the life that we want. Jesus, Jesus comes unafraid to the death or the tombs in which this man leaves, lives. He is not distracted by the man's craziness. He is not repulsed by the man's nakedness or appearance. He is not limited by the chains and shackles that binds the man's life. He is unchallenged by the guard. Legion holds no power over Jesus. Amen. That That's the truth of the whole matter. Racism has no power over Jesus. Marginalization has no power over Jesus. Democrat, Republic, whoever it is, has no power over Jesus. Jesus brings clarity to, to all the political affiliations, to all the, the health disparities, to all the, the food insecurities. Jesus is not distracted by the systems of what's going on in the world. Jesus, he wants us to have the life that we deserve. He wants to bring wholeness. He wants to complete us. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to recognize him in our situations when it seems like we are hopeless. Yes. He doesn't want us to be afraid to right. reach out and grab him. Right. Like the, like the woman with the, with the issue of blood, she grabbed onto the him and his garment. She right. wasn't afraid because she wanted to be healed. He wants to heal us, but we can't be afraid to reach out and say, Lord, help me. Yes. Help me, heal me. Right. And you know, the, the picture that society paints is that you are forever lost. You can never come back. But this man was not completely lost or destroyed. It may have taken over him, covered, covered him up. Uh, he may have been forgotten and denied and ignored, but he was, but he's never absent. And, and that is the whole thing about when we think that we're superior than other people, you know, that we try to make that group of people absent, but they're never absent because why? We are all made in the reflection of Jesus Christ. And if Jesus recognizes us, <laughs> what can I say? The world has to recognize. Recognize those that have been marginalized, that have been the homeless, the, the LGBT community, the black people, people of color. 
Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. You know, however, whatever stigma you have on people, they are recognized because we are all made in the image of Jesus Christ. All of us. All of us. Whether you believe it or not, all of us. Yes. But one thing I do want to uh, I do want to point out the fact that um, when the when the people came right when they came back after the pigs went into the water and drowned, they found the man sitting at Jesus's feet, clothed in his clothed, right mind, and clothed and in his right mind, right. at the feet of Jesus. Yes. And I thought about Mary and Martha. Right. Sitting there, listening, learning what it means to be a follower, learning what it means to love, learning what it means to have compassion, learning what it means to forgive. Because when we when when those chains are broken and we're loosed, we want to still hold on to that thing that was holding us down, which keep us, puts us in a different bondage because we won't forgive. And forgiveness is so key in order to move on. He was a demon. He went from demonic to a disciple. He went from cursing to delivering the the message of Jesus to other people. And that's what he's looking for us to do. Today, we're being many, many. We're we're being held bondage by that. that I'm just gonna st- stick with the racism I was talking about. The bondage of racism, and as the those those chains are being broken, and we're becoming free. God wants us to see that our dependency was never on whether they people accept us or not. It's who we are in him to be able to walk in freedom and do the things that we're able to do. Yes. So when people see us, just are, just looking at certain people from where they were and you know where they were and they were where they were and they were down downtrodden and now they're free and they're walking in in liberty in the name of Jesus and they're talking to people and they're not holding grudges and God is elevating that is a testimony in by itself which draws people to want to know more about Jesus right let me bring up a, uh, our, our last point then we are we have to close you know what I find very interesting and I as many times if I've read this text and got so fascinated about Jesus uh, taking, delivering this man and then the, the, the demons going into the swine and the swine going back into the, the abyss. Here's the question. Why the pigs? According to Jewish culture, pigs are unclean animals. So why the pigs? And the pigs were there because of the region in that they were in. Notice the, the similarities. Their um, legion is associated with a Roman army, right? And come to find out this man had approximately 6,000 demons in him, okay? And so when they responded, they all responded. Many voices in unison, if you will, my name is Legion. The 
pigs, the, the region in which this man was in was occupied by Rome. So when Jesus, Jesus, the, the question that the disciples were asking all the time was, aren't you, aren't you our political savior? Aren't you the one who are, is going to deliver us from Roman oppression, right? And here it is in these brief moments, Jesus delivers the people from Roman oppression by taking the, the legion of demons and, and, and they were entering the swine and the swine went back into the abyss. And the, and the text says that the people were so afraid that they seized him and said, Jesus, you got to go. I'm just paraphrasing. You got to leave Jesus. Because why? It wasn't the, the, the fear was that Jesus was bringing salvation. Jesus answered their prayer, delivering them from political oppression. But because they feared Rome more than they feared what God was doing. And like you were saying, put their trust in God because God recognizes the truth, not only of the man, but of the community of the, the city or the town in which these people lived in, they asked Jesus to live. And I believe, Tanya, it is, it is very true today. We fear, we, because we have such a political agenda, because we have our own ideologies, because we have our own philosophy, Jesus is no longer included in the schools. Jesus is no longer included in the, the church. He's no longer a part of the church. That's just entertainment, okay? Because mm. when a preacher can get up and say that, you know what, if you are a Democrat, you need to get out in the name of Jesus, that is a problem. Jesus is, we, we've taken Jesus out of, uh, we can't even pray in schools. We can't even pray um, before we have uh, our court sessions. We can't even pray when we go into the hospital anymore, before we have surgery. Funerals at the- Funerals, right. At the, yeah. Jesus has been taken out of so much. Why? It's not because that Jesus brings salvation, but because we fear we, we fear, we fear government. We fear education. We fear healthcare. We, we fear that if we put Jesus in our pulpits, that mm. the money will become less. Woo. Preacher, you just, you just made somebody mad. But look at it. Look at it, Tanya, when you and no, I were growing I, up, right? We we were able to pray in school and look how different education was back then. You saw it when prayer was taken out of school, things just, and that's why we get what we get today. And I know everybody's not going to agree with me, but. That's okay. I'm just sharing with you. Um, anyway. Hey, yeah. I, I've lived a Right, to share, yeah. Yeah. But the the pigs <laughs> the pigs are political. The pigs are political. The pigs are political and Jesus can heal us from the pigs. Whatever it might be. But if we fear the pigs, the impact that the pigs will have on our life versus the impact of what Jesus can do. Mm then there's a problem. Indeed. Ooh, Pastor Tanya, come on, give us some, some last words. We, we've got to exit. I, I can't come back from that one because 
that you know that 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 hit hard, but it's the it's the truth, and the truth shall set us free. Yes. And I want us to be free. Yes. Jesus wants us to be free. He wants us to be whole. Whole, Tanya. He wants, he wants us, us to, to be whole. whole. Yeah. Like speak the truth. Yeah. Speak the truth in love, you know? And we may not always agree with everything that we say to one another. But we need to... We, also need to respect the fact that you know sometimes we're going to have to agree to disagree knowing that that god is the the unifying force yeah between us yep he's gonna work it out the way he wants wants it to be worked out jesus is the liberator you know what there's an invitation for everybody it doesn't matter where you're past where you are currently the future according to you may look bleak jesus wants you to put your faith in him whether it's for the first time or you're renewing your commitment to him according to matthew chapter 11 verse 28 it says come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and i will give you rest god loves you so much that he wants to give you a fresh start and we would be honored to pray with you uh, please go to our website and, and you can enter your prayer 716emumc.org. That's 716emumc.org. Also, we want you to know that with your faithful support, we thank God for everybody that came out to our event on last week. Don't forget, mark your calendars for July 23rd. We'll be part two of our conversation. And with your continued support to paypal.me 716EMUMC, we continue to help people take their next step towards Jesus Christ through our social media, through our podcast, and our website. We also help people through uh, humanitarian uh, assistance, and uh, we give 10% of our monthly donations um, to local and global communities in areas of disaster relief, medical support, food insecurities, human suffering, and education. Also, don't forget, you can watch our the latest conversations. They will be available shortly after um, our live conversations conclude. You may visit our YouTube channel, Empowerment Ministry, where you can subscribe and never miss an episode. And if you found this these conversations to be an inspiration and value, we would appreciate you going to our website, 716emumc.org, and tell a friend about it. Um, we appreciate the, your encouragement and your prayers. And also, we're so glad that you are part of our conversations. God bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up your countenance and give you peace. Until we meet next time, Pastor Tanya and I saying, Good for your soul. It's good for your night. Soul.